Welcome to Lemurian Yogi Podcast. My name is Eric Perez. This episode is entitled Jesus and Yoga. I'm going to begin with a short story that I heard years ago from Krishnadas. And he was referencing a great Indian saint by the name of Neem Karoli Baba also known as Maharaji. And the story goes that Baba was approached by one of his devotees and asked, Baba, how should one meditate? Maharaji pauses for a moment and answers, Meditate like Jesus. (laughs) Now, this sort of threw the devotees, seeing as they were in India at an ashram and really wasn't expecting to hear the word Jesus or the name Jesus. So he asks again, Baba, how, how did Jesus meditate? And he asked this because well, he figured Maharaji had an answer. He'd give it to him. And this would be the, the path to enlightenment. However, Maharaji's answer to how did Jesus meditate? His answer was this. With his whole heart. Now, I remember hearing this years ago. And at the time, I really just thought it was a cool answer. I, I, it didn't fully sink in like what those words meant. And that was because for me, when I heard the word or the name Jesus, I went right to the Catholic Church. From a very early age, I was (laughs) baptized and raised in Catholicism went to kindergarten all the way through high school, did the sacraments and, you know, had religion class, Old and New Testament. So you're just, it's almost like beaten into you, like this information. And so Jesus was linked heavily to the church, to to the Catholic church. So when I heard Krishnadas you know, sharing these stories of Maharaji and, and talking about Jesus, it was almost like a, uh, you know, kind of like nails on a chalkboard. It was really uncomfortable. Which let me know there was some work to be done there because, you know, anytime we have a reaction, anytime there's like a, you know, this knee-jerk response, you know, there's something under the surface. And for me, it was... I had hardened my heart to the name Jesus. I had hardened it because the church, as I got older, and you start to realize some of the dark, horrific things that were done by these quote-unquote holy men, these priests, and I wanted no part of it. 
done, I left the church and went straight into the kind of new age spiritual bypassing <laughs> kind of community. And it, it, it tied really closely to when I got into yoga as what I thought was my career path and, and my life path was yoga. This is what I want to do. And that's when I found bhakti yoga and the bhakti community in this area. And I became a part of a bhakti group. And as I just said, started listening to Krishnadas lectures daily. And I really thought I was going somewhere. Like this was going to heal me, this bhakti music and this community and um, at the time, what I thought was just the love and the light, I didn't see it as spiritual bypassing. But there was always that really uncomfortable feeling every time KD would talk about Maharaji referencing Jesus. And there were a lot of Jesus stories. Maharaji would talk about Hanuman, Krishna, and Christ, all being the same. Again, that was hard to hear. Hanuman, to me, the, the representation of selfless service and devotion to God. Hanuman was this beautiful image in my eyes. Selfless service and devotion to God. Beautiful. Krishna was said to be the representation of protection, compassion, tenderness, love. Again, beautiful. And then Jesus, his, his name got put in there, Hanuman Krishna Christ. And I was again like, there it is again. Now, now we're, we're linking it again. And there's the name. And again, it was like uh, uncomfortable because I, I still brought it right back to the church. More stories come up. Maharaji used to say that about Jesus, that he lost himself in love. That he was one with all beings. He lost himself in love. Huh. If Jesus, as Maharaji was talking, was this unconditional love why was that not what I was feeling was the like the opposite of what I felt when hearing that name when hearing Jesus's name again in in Krishna Das's lectures he spoke about when Maharaji would reference Jesus when he would talk about Jesus there was this incredible, he said, this, this incredible way of speaking, this, this passion. He said he, he wept, that he cried. Tears would come down his cheek when he was talking about Jesus. He, would, he wept when he spoke about Jesus. That there was this intensity of emotion, this sort of this sweetness and power, power in terms of intensity, but... This was how much this, this Indian saint loved Jesus. 
and so I'm hearing all this and, and I loved Maharaji and I loved what he taught and what he represented, what he stood for. And so, okay, you start to kind of open the door a little bit. Like, here's this beautiful Indian saint who wept when talking about Jesus. So there, there must have been something there. All right. Curiosity. Is there a way for me to hear the name and disassociate it from the church? And that was the practice over the next couple of years. Enter Leanna Shanti. <laughs> and as I learned from Leanna, Jesus was the complete embodiment, the, the full embodiment of divine masculine and divine feminine. He was perfect. Now, I, that was, I was able to link that because in other you know, KD lectures, he would talk about, he would talk about Jesus as, as, as he said, in um, a 2013 workshop, he referenced Jesus as a great saint, a great being, that Jesus was just like an Indian Siddha. Now, Siddha is another name or another word for Siddhi, and Siddhi in Sanskrit means perfection. That's exactly what Leanna was teaching. Jesus was the perfect representation, the full embodiment, divine masculine, divine feminine. I was so hung up, so caught up in my hatred for the church. This poison, this venom, it was hardening my heart. Buddha has, there's a quote from Buddha that says, poison, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but this, this hatred, all it really does is poison our own heart. So this hatred I had for the church was simply poisoning me, hardening my heart and making it really, really, really challenging to have a relationship with the true Jesus. And once I realized, and it was, again, one of those aha moments, in the 33 years Jesus walked this earth as a man, Jesus never started a church. Hmm. <laughs> he never started a church. He taught. He shared the message. And then as Leanna started talking about Jesus more, and realizing, again, going back into all those years of religion classes and Old and New Testament, and she was kind of making it 
really obvious for me the difference between Old and New Testament. The God of the Old Testament, fire, brimstone, sacrifice, and the God Jesus spoke about, which was unconditional love and compassion. Hmm. Interesting how they were very, very different. I'll leave it at, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Interesting. And I started going further into his teachings, leaving the dogma kind of out of it, the dogma of the church. Leave it out. And just look at the teachings. And from there, circle back to what Maharaji said. How should one meditate? Like Jesus. Well, how did Jesus meditate? With his whole heart. To bring that into my yoga practice, you might sit, and I, in this, I'm speaking to myself here, I, I would sit for five, ten, maybe an hour in the morning, right? And the practice was, can I be present? Can I meditate with my whole heart for that five, ten, sixty minutes, right? And then I go about my day and Whatever. But it wasn't, Jesus wasn't just talking about when we sit and do meditation or when you're on your yoga mat, 60, 75 minutes, and you're in an asana practice and you're fully there and your whole heart is in the practice. And, you know, Jesus wasn't just referencing those few minutes of meditation or asana. Maharaji wasn't talking about the couple minutes one would spend sitting or asana practice, right? He wasn't referencing those couple minutes here and there. Jesus was showcasing how to live with your whole heart all day, every day, 24 hours a day. 365 days a year. Do it with your whole heart. Now that, even to the, even today, that's, that's a concept I'm still working on grasping. All day, every day, I show up with my whole heart. When I do my morning practice, my whole heart is there. When I go to work and I'm working with my clients, my whole heart is there. When I'm at home with my son, when I'm listening to my partner talk, share her stories, I'm there with my whole heart. When I see an animal in need, I'm there with my whole heart. And there's a reason Leanna calls it a, a, life's, a life path, life's work. I don't expect, you know, snap your fingers and, well, I'm going to live with my whole heart from now on. <laughs> if you can do it, great. <laughs> if you can just snap fingers and I'm living with my whole heart from here on out. God bless you. That's amazing. I'm not quite there. I'm learning learning. I'm on the path, but haven't quite mastered it. 
So as I was learning again, circle back to Jesus and yoga. Well, Jesus is talking about losing yourself in love or fully showing up with your whole heart. How do I link that to yoga? What do we do in a yoga practice? There's many different forms of yoga. And I'll, I'll really just specifically talk to meditation and asana, which are two of the more popular. When, when we think of yoga, those are usually the one and two, meditation. And asana is just the movement practice. So yin yoga, hatha yoga, vinyasa yoga, restorative nidra, one of those forms. And there's many others, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. But asana is the postures, and the physical. There's meditation and many, many styles, but I'll just keep it in those two. So linking Jesus and yoga. Well, yoga, yoga has taught me that the longest journey I'll ever travel is the one from head to heart. From living within the mind trapped in the ego to living from the heart center. As uh, the Tibetan Buddhist mantra, Om Mani Padme Hom, what it symbolizes is that the jewel is within the lotus. Lotus represents the heart. The jewel is the soul. Jesus taught the kingdom of God lies within each and every one of us. So, it's not lost in the ego. You know, the statement goes, Jesus lost himself in love, not lost himself in ego. So, all right, mind, space, ego. How do I go in a different direction? How do I lose myself in love? How do I journey to the heart? To where the kingdom of God lies. Well, yoga, yoga is a tool. It's one tool. It's an aid. And a personal opinion, I think we each need a hefty tool belt <laughs> while on this earth. While we're here on this earth school, we need a tool belt. And this is a tool. It's one tool. Yoga helps to quiet the mind and prepare the body. And again, this could be a sit practice, a meditation practice, a breath practice, a pranayama, a pranayama practice. This could be an asana practice. When you're moving and we're working different meridians based on different lengthening of certain muscles, the, the, the compression we put on different parts of our body or the rotations, that all works different meridians. Meridians are simply energy highways within the body. It's moving this chi or vital life force. And after an asana practice, yeah, you ever notice, and I've, I've just kind of used the term post-yoga bliss, but 
Do you ever notice how you feel after an asana? asana you feel pretty damn good after an asana practice. And that's not by accident. You're moving stagnant energy. It's like referencing a traffic jam on the highway. And when there's this traffic jam on the highway, you ever, if you've ever been stuck in a traffic jam, no one's really happy being stuck in a traffic jam. You're not like, oh, I'm living my best life stuck in this, you know, 100-car backup on, on the highway. It's frustrating. You're agitating, you know. When traffic moves again, there's almost this sense of freedom, like, you know, like, I'm almost imagining like the windows down, the you know air rushing in and just blowing your hair and just jamming out to your favorite song, just cruising on the highway. That's a feel-good feeling right there. And that's kind of what the asana practice does when we start linking asana and meridian work and moving that, that stuck energy, that stagnant energy. So yoga is a tool quieting the mind, preparing the body. And as I've already said, many different forms of yoga. All fantastic. Mm, Take that back. (laughs) There are some darker forms of yoga. I'll put it to you like this. Yoga is intended to ground our energy. Ground. Any yoga practice that sends your energy up and out Tell the person, thank you, have a great life. I'm going the other direction. Just leave, okay? Energy, we ground it. We're here, we're on this earth. Ground. Energy starts going up and out. Please walk away. <laughs> those are those, those darker forms of yoga that I'm not going to get into on this podcast, but if it were me, and that's what they were referencing, I would politely... <laughs> get the heck out of there. Say, thank you, I'm leaving. So, yoga practice, any practice, again, grounding your energy, any asana or meditation or breath practice that grounds us, it's a tool. And again, the tool, we use it in preparation for our journeying inward and for me I link it right into the shadow work that Leanna kind of made me aware of and I've heard it multiple ways in the new age the the bypassing community you integrate the shadow you merge with it And then Leanna comes along and is like, you don't merge, you don't integrate it. We're here to heal the shadow. Obliterate the ego. Ego, and again, the ego is not bad. We're born with an ego. It's not this nasty, awful, like, ah, you know, this wicked thing. It's simply that we don't want the ego driving the vehicle. Put it in the back seat. Put it in check. Okay. We just don't want the 
the ego driving the car. Right? Put it in the back seat. And the only way to do that, again, is to go through an ego death and to heal the shadow. And there are different books that are helpful. What I've found, in my, again, my opinion, the only way to heal the shadow is to heal your mother wound, your father wound, narcissistic relationships, to meet the needs of your inner children. And I've really only found one teacher that's been able to help me do that, and that is Leanna Shanti. And in healing, in doing actual healing work, the name Jesus no longer, it doesn't bring that nail on chalkboard like, uh, you know, it doesn't link me to the Catholic Church. It doesn't take my mind there anymore. I see the man teaching. could be out in nature, just teaching, sharing a message. Jesus teaching about loving all beings, including animals. Jesus talking about how to we'll say cleanse the body, different detoxes which I found really interesting. Jesus talking about detox. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but just getting down to his teachings, not the religion he never created, just the teachings. And, and once I was able to see, once my heart softened to just the teachings, well, now all of a sudden you start looking back at all these different yoga philosophies and I'm able to see them in, in a brand new light. And one of my, one of my personal favorites from when I, again, got into the bhakti community and which is the yoga of devotion and singing and mantras one of my favorite stories was the story of, of Ram and Hanuman. Ram was simply a representation of God and Hanuman, the selfless servant of God. And Ram asked Hanuman, how do you see me? So I could ask myself, Eric, how do you see Jesus? Oh, well, in this story, Hanuman replies, when I identify with the body, the ego, I serve you. Meaning that in every moment of my life, every bit of energy that I have, every thought that I have, it revolves around Jesus. Everything I have serves you. That Jesus is the universe. In the story, Hanuman is referencing Ram. For me, spin it. Everything I, even when I identify as the body, I still serve you. 
Every morning I ask, Jesus, how can I serve you? How can I best serve you today? That's the practice. The story goes further, and Hanuman replies with a second answer. When I am the soul, when I know myself as the Atman, as the, the universal self, you are the whole, and I am a part of that. So when I start seeing myself as this this energetic frequency, Leanna talks about each of us being like 99.000009% energy. Like that's what we are. And this frequency, this energy... And I am a part of this universal frequency, this universal energy. And when I see myself as that, you are the whole. So Jesus, you are the whole. And I am a part of that. I'm a part of this, what Jesus represented, which was unconditional love. I am a part of that. I'm a part of this universal, this energy, this frequency, this love. There's one more answer Hanuman had. But when I really know who you are or who I am, when I really know you and I are one, as I heal, as I peel back the layers, as I go further inward, I'm starting to recognize and realize who I really am. starting to realize who Jesus really is. And we are one. I've never had to search. It's been there all along. Waiting for me to wake up and realize that we've always been one. And the more I practice, the more I soften, the more I heal, the more I move stuck stagnant energy in my asana practice, the more I quiet my mind in my meditation practice, the more I breathe in my pranayama practice, yoga, the more I start to recognize he's always been there. We are one. Learning to live with my whole heart, just like Jesus. To lose myself in love, (laughs) just like Jesus. That's it. (laughs) Jesus and yoga. It's how I've been able to link them over the past decade or so of practice. So wherever you are in your practice today, my advice, keep going. Keep going. However you see him, 
however you hear me saying his name, continue to soften your heart. Because as you continue to soften your heart, notice what changes in your external world. It's not the flip. We don't change from the outside in, we change from the inside out. As you begin to soften your heart, notice what changes around you. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for giving your time and your energy to listening <laughs> for these stories that you're, <laughs> you're choosing to listen to. I, I really appreciate it. May they meet you wherever you are. May they help you in some way, shape, or form. Learn as I've learned. Here's to the journey. From my heart to yours. Namaste.